right. I want to talk about institutions today. Um, as an example of institution, I want to talk about the United States Department of Agriculture, which is, has, if I'm not mistaken, the second biggest budget of any department in, uh, in the United States. So um, it's led by Tom Vilsack, who's a sort of milquetoast kind of liberal guy, um, longtime Iowan, very uh, middle of the road kind of dude. Um, and Vilsack is at the top and he takes the laws made by Congress and makes policy based on those laws. And that sort of flows down through his management, down to the workers, and it, and then out to the farmers. And it's designed to maintain and increase production uh, all across the United States. And it has programs, sub, programs that subsidize different types of crops like cotton, corn, soy, um, and it has other sort of programs for small farmers such as hoop houses and and the like. Um, it has, in institutions like this, the idea is to get everybody on the same page, get everybody to follow the same rules, and that will make it very efficient um, in administering all of these programs. And the bigger these institutions get, the more rules they have to make in order to get people to administer the programs in the way they're supposed to be administered. And in something like the USDA, it's so big and unwieldy that it requires a lot of bureaucratic wrangling to be able to get anything done. And there's a lot of institutions like this, hierarchical institutions that are very centralized and uh, work in a very sort of lumbering way. Well, imagine if you broke the U.S. Department of Agriculture into a bunch of different little U.S. Departments of Agriculture that served, say, a bioregion. So you would have one for Appalachia, you would have one for the Deep South, you would have one for the Pacific Northwest, you know, you may have one for the desert states, so on and so forth. And suppose that those re bioregional or biocultural regional biocultural regional uh, USDA's were totally independent of each other and had their own budget, could make their own policy and design their own programs. You would get a very different type of production system because it would be catered to a specific bioregion. It would also be more flexible culturally. It would be more you could have, you know, in the South, the culture of the institution may be different than the culture of the Pacific Northwest. Northern California has a robust, sustainable agriculture uh, system that is not subsidized at all. If you had an independent USDA with its own budget, that they could then subsidize sustainable agriculture. Whereas you could keep the big subsidies for corporate agriculture in places like Iowa and Kansas. So, you know, you would have more flexibility to create different bioregions, different agricultural systems in different bioregions. And this type of, it could still be the same institution. You could talk to each other. You could have leaders in each institution share stories, share experiences, share ideas. 
you could talk to each other, but there would be no center. And it would just be a flexible network of USDAs that were able to uh, administer their own specific biocultural regions in a way that made more sense for those regions instead of trying to shoehorn policies from the top into a region where they may not fit. So that's what we want to think about trying to do with the work that we're doing is create a decentralized network institution. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace y'all.